Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That's the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job and if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until I retired. That thought really scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which started with me actually deciding to start my own business. And by following a very windy road led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who are like the old me. I help busy working mums who are fed up of the routine, the daily routine, and want to take back control and create the life they really want in their work, their relationships, their wellness, their money, and the fun stuff. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me, what I do and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. This podcast series is all about managing our well-being in this modern life. Life today feels busier and more hectic than it did 20 years ago. And there is so much noise out there and stuff that we have to wade through. So I will be interviewing six amazing women who are experts in their field and who will be sharing with us how we can manage our well-being in this modern life. My guest today is Irene Strain. Irene helps women who have recently come out of an emotional, abusive, narcissistic relationship to build their lives from the bottom up. She helps women who've been in a narcissistic relationship to gain their confidence and self-belief, allowing them to start living a life of meaning and purpose again. One without anxiety and depression or those feelings of being lost and unsure of what to do next. So our subject, for the podcast today is freeing ourselves from unhealthy relationships. Thanks, Irene, for joining me today. Hello, Maria. Thank you so much for having me on. It's my absolute pleasure. Yeah, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Before we jump into it, though, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your story, and how you got to where you are today? So... I, I am Irene Strain, I'm 45 and I am a mum of two boys who are six and nine and I have been in um, a few relationships. Relationships have probably been the crux of my life and um, this is something a part of um, my own personal development that I, I'm learning about and I have been in a narcissistic relationship I have probably been in a couple of narcissistic relationships, but um, the last one that I had um, was 
took me to the point of breaking point where I had a breakdown and that was two years ago. So in a spirituality world, you might call that a dark night of the soul where you just completely fall apart and you go into the darkness of your soul. And when you come out of it again is a period of rediscovery. Mm. And that is what happened to me was I had this massive breakdown and I realized that I had to change and something had to change in my life because I was going to end up in more relationships that weren't successful. And I was just um, floating along really without purpose at that time. And I just knew that something had to be different. And I came upon a coach on Facebook and I tried a lot of all of the therapies. I tried counseling and I'd tried reading books and I'd done all these other things in the past, but nothing seemed to make a real solid difference to my life. And when I started working with a coach, I discovered personal development. And that was really the turning point for me was this personal development was such a huge field and it's such a huge opportunity for me to learn more about myself. And I got some structure and it was that structure that started the wheels in motion to get my life back on track out of that time of, um, of anxiety, depression. I was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder after that relationship as well. And so it was that structure and that routine that got me uh, back on track again. But then while I was doing that, I started to look towards the future and I started to look at myself more. And this is what got me into everything that I'm in now, which is so exciting. <laughs> so I've done a lot of other things other than coaching. So I am a coach. I'm also an NLP practitioner, so that's neuro-linguistic programming, and I'm also a Reiki practitioner, and I, I have done a lot of things over my life. I've got a lot of experience in various fields, but this is the most fulfilling one that I've ever had, and it's the one that's in alignment with my purpose for why I, why I am on this planet, why I'm here, is to help people who've been in these toxic relationships. Mm. it can get the kind of life that the kind of life that I have and the kind of life that I'm working towards not necessarily by doing the same things that I'm doing but by finding the things that it is that they find the enjoyment and the joy in their life well there you go uh, just a snapshot of who you are and what you do so I've said we're going to talk about unhealthy relationships, but obviously more specifically, we're talking about narcissism and narcissistic mm. relationships. So now <laughs> we hear the word and we hear the term a lot, but can you tell me what are we actually talking about so we all understand what it is? Yes, we do hear a lot about it and we hear probably hear a lot more about it now I, from uh, Mr. Trump and his... Uh, renowned um, behavior <laughs> and yeah so narcissism now there's a lot of um there's a lot of research and there's a lot of information around on it and there are a lot of different viewpoints on it and um it's quite hard to specifically pinpoint anything definitive on onto what what causes it and what exactly it is but it is a personality disorder 
and it's an inflated sense of importance and grandiose and a real need for attention, admiration and craving that, that love and attention from other people. And one of the things that really defines it as being narcissism is that they lack empathy. Uh, they cannot relate to anybody on an empathic level at all. And um, whether this is learned behavior or not, we don't know yet that there are different thought schools on it, that it could be learned behavior from childhood experiences, or it could be passed on, it could be, um, hereditary from a narcissistic parents mm. or it could be learned behavior from the narcissistic parents so there are a lot of thought processes on it but ways of recognizing it are that especially in a romantic relationship is there's a cycle so there, there is a cycle of emotional abuse sometimes there's physical abuse as well but um, the emotional side of it is more what comes under the narcissism umbrella. So in a romantic relationship, you get this period called love bombing. There's a lot of terms in narcissistic abuse, a lot of like what sort of seem like quite funny terms, odd terms. So love bombing is one of them. And you can imagine it, you're like, oh, love bombing, that sounds really nice. All these little hearts coming at you and it sounds like a really, really lovely time. And honestly, Maria, it is the most amazing feeling to be love bombed. Because who doesn't want to be loved and adored? Mm. And that is, that is the part that they use to draw you in, is this um, love bombing, this idealization phase. And it's, um, it's gifts, it's words of affirmation, it's um, weekends away, it's holidays, it's complete romance. They listen to what you're saying and they listen to what you're saying and they will agree with everything you say with things like, oh, I've never felt like this before either. This is, oh, this is the, this is the best thing I've ever felt in my life. You are the person for me. All the things that if you're the kind of person who craves that kind of thing, you really want to hear. And they will use those words to manipulate the situation and to manipulate you as a victim. And they will take on things so you will give them, so you open up, so everything causes you to open up, which then fuels them and gives them more ammunition in some way. So you open up with your hopes and your dreams and they agree with them and further enforce that, further enforce that connection, which makes you feel like you're really connected with them as well, that this is the first time that you've ever felt this deep, deep connection with someone because humans, we all crave connection. Way in. And when you find a connection like that, which is really unique, and I can honestly say uh, I've, I've, been in, I've been in a couple of long-term relationships and I never felt a connection like I did with this person, but it's because they're very good at manipulation and controlling situations so that they get their, so that they get their, their need for attention and admiration satisfied because I would respond to the to their love as you would as anybody would by giving it back mm. so then it goes on to another phase then then the abusive phase will start so it's it slips in so if you're with um if you're with a covert narcissist for example it would be quite under the radar 
it wouldn't be very obvious. Um, mine was a covert narcissist, so a very charming people on the outside and um, on the inside behind closed doors, then they're, they might make little snide comments or they might say, uh, they might say, make a comment about your appearance, but then they'll smooth it over with, with something else. Um, you might get the gaslighting as well. So gaslighting behavior where they may say, I didn't say that when actually you heard them with your very own ears 10 seconds before. And then that, so they will, and they'll lie to get, it's all manipulation to get what they want, to get what they need to fuel their own self-worth. Um, and there's the deceit, sometimes there's triangulation. So this is all part of, a, part of the phase that goes on through the abuse into devaluation then. So where they will actually maybe discard you completely. So they might, uh, they might move on to someone else, but they'll still keep you hanging on uh, and keep you hanging on on the side. They may, they may go off with someone else while they're still with you. And um, they'll maybe not speak to you for days on end as all part of a devaluation phase. And then they'll, they'll discard you. They'll discard you. So they might just finish with you completely out of the blue for no absolute reason. And, um, and maybe come back months later and try to do hoovering, which is another term. <laughs> <laughs> so what they're trying to do is to hoover you back up again to so try to suck you back in again they'll say so they'll pop up out of the blue months later with something completely random to check to see if you are actually still still there still hanging on could still potentially fuel their narcissistic behavior and their needs so that's basically what it is in in sort of in a quick version <laughs> Do you know what? When you first started talking, I, I sort of thought, oh, that's a bit sad. I feel sorry for them because obviously there is a need or they've, they've got this yeah. need that they want to satisfy. Mm -hmm. The problem is by wanting to satisfy this need, they're like hurting other people. And, and, and that and that is the issue, isn't it? It's the fact that their own um, self-absorption yeah. is just ricocheting off of everybody else and it's basically like a domino effect isn't it one thing happens and then it just like just knocking over all these people just because you're so inward and wanting to satisfy what you want rather than thinking well how is my behavior actually affecting others and I think what you're also saying is it's not that it's um a subconscious behavior it's it's meant it's it's on mm. purpose Mm, yeah and it's it's because they have um no empathy mm. so they 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 can't empathize with the fact that they are hurting other people they they just want to feed this feeling that they need um a bit like a drug addict is is they need their narcissism to be fed and they will get that from wherever they can and that's why they will discard people and leave a trail. They leave a trail of destruction behind them. They really do. And then to come back again, and then to come back again a few months later and to try to, or a few weeks or a few days or whatever it is, to try and actually uh, get back to that person again is just unbelievable. Mm. It's popped up a couple of times since, but I'm just, I'm on the no contact, on the no contact train. So I, I don't, so I don't answer. Um, but yeah, it is. There's a there's 
there's a lot of um afterwards there's a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder because when you've been through that cycle a few times and some some ladies are in these relationships for years and years and some like me i only lasted 18 months i don't know how on earth anybody could could be with someone like that for years on end um but they do for various reasons but afterwards when you come out of one of those relationships is the post-traumatic stress disorder that you're dealing with the anxiety the depression and there's codependency there as well so you become codependent on this person because as part of this cycle and part of this manipulation they um they will you will you will pull away from your friends and your family because your whole attention is based on this relationship and trying to keep it alive and trying to keep what you have there. So your focus is all on them and you take your focus away from everything else to try and keep that there. So you become codependent on them. And that's, that is something that it causes a trauma bond when, when you leave, which is why a lot of people end up going back again. Mm. It, it, took me, it took me a few times to leave properly and go no contact because of this trauma bond that was there he became like a drug to me and this is what happens to other ladies is they don't understand when they come out of these relationships is why can I just not walk away and leave him alone but because it's because of this trauma bond so do you think that women in these relationships do you think they know that they're in a narcissistic relationship an unhealthy relationship and they can't bring themselves to leave or do you think it's more a case of actually they're unaware of what's being done to them um some people are aware that they are in these relationships i think maybe if you've been in one for a long long time that you may notice that something isn't quite right but some women aren't aware of it at all i was aware of narcissism before i was in this relationship but because of my strong need to be in a loving relationship and to have this kind of relationship, my, my worth was attached to having a relationship. This is before I went through a lot of healing. So my worth was attached to having a relationship, potentially having a husband and that 2.4 children family type scenario. So, um, so I pushed that, that, narcissism that narcissism idea never popped into my head really until i left and then someone mentioned it to me again and then i was like oh yeah and then I, when i looked and when i read a book and i saw what all the red flags were i realized that those red flags were there from the very very beginning and the the book i read had 30 flags in it and of those 30 there were 28 so it, that was just the realization point for me of what I had been through then. And so I think that I, some people just don't know until they come out of it and someone says something to them and others do know and choose to ignore it or others do know and choose to live with it because some people will choose to live with it because of the codependency that I talked about, the isolation from all your friends and your family and no other, they feel they have no other choice. And their fear of loneliness is greater. Sometimes the fear of loneliness is greater than staying in an abusive relationship for some ladies. And, and 
and that's understandable if you're if you if you lack self-worth or you've maybe had childhood trauma as well some people have some people have a familiarity with narcissism because they have maybe been brought up by narcissists themselves so it's a familiar kind of relationship financial reasons keep people in these kinds of relationships as well because quite often narcissists are very controlling and they will control the financial side of um, a relationship so for financial reasons ladies feel they can't leave and um, children as well and um, they want to stay with the children to keep that family unit together uh, thinking that that is the best thing for the children when it's not always the best thing for them to be exposed to a narcissist but I think it's it's fear a lot of the time fear of fear of not having the money fear of where to go fear of what's going to happen fear of loneliness and fear of breaking up that family unit mm. and the codependency thing as well comes into it so that sort of leads nicely on to where we are today in this particularly challenging, challenging environment where even if you are in a narcissistic relationship, an unhealthy relationship, leaving would have been difficult enough now with lockdown and it being you know, mm. 2021, um, it's going to be more difficult to get yourself out of that relationship so what options do women have well as you say while we're in lockdown um it's pretty difficult because where would you go but if there's physical abuse you can go to women's aid um but um i don't know if the uh, regarding emotional abuse and financial abuse whether that would come into it as well if you feel brave enough to go to the police, if you can prove that there is some kind of abuse there, then there's that option. But mostly what you can do in the meantime is, is really to stay out of their way, try not to rise to their um, abuse and the devaluation and to protect, just to protect yourself because Protect yourself emotionally, learn about what narcissism is, learn about what, what drives them, learn about what, what it is that what it is that this part of that cycle and know that, know that as well, that it's not your fault. It's not you are not to blame, that this situation is not your fault. And to look after yourself financially, and I say as well, is, is to make a plan, to make a plan to get out if that is something that you are thinking about doing is make sure that you do have money financially because you never know when they're just going to up sticks and just go and if they if they have control if they if they haven't got control, complete control of the finances then to to make yourself financially comfortable in whatever way you can but most of it is protecting yourself emotionally and um getting some help if you can with that and learning what narcissism is and working on your self-love and your self-worth. And I think that that is mo the most that you can do in the given the circumstances when you have to live with one of those kind of people. So assuming that we're not restricted like we are today, mm. if we feel that we might know someone who's in a narcissistic relationship, what can we do to help? All you can do for someone like that is, is listen and listen without judgment and 
give support and love where you can. Um, it's very difficult to understand when someone has been in this kind of relationship because when, and I, I know this by talking to clients and by talking to other people, when I came out of my relationship and when they've come out of their relationships as well, if I was to try and explain to you what they did, uh, what, what they did to you, you would you wouldn't under, you would find it hard to understand and find it hard to get a, a hold on that if, understanding the trauma bond and that bond and that codependency is difficult for people outside of that relationship because a lot of people just say oh just well just walk about it, just forget about him and just walk away from it but it's not as easy as that so this is why we need people who will just listen without judgment and hold space for someone and that is sometimes that's all someone just needs is 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 just space to talk and you know that as a as a coach as well maria is sometimes people just need that space to just let it all out and and just get it out there and and when there's no judgment there you feel you feel that you've been heard and you feel that you can be open again if you need to but i found a lot of it was um people find it very difficult to understand after I find it very hard to understand and the fact that I still wanted to be with this person despite everything that had gone on and um yeah so having someone to listen is invaluable and just give love and support where you can and I suppose that's the thing isn't it it's like with any situation that you haven't personally experienced yourself because we're looking at it from the outside so we can see it warts and all Mm -hmm. and we can I suppose we can see like the logic of why you wouldn't put yourself in that situation but here we're not talking about logic we're talking mm -hmm. about um emotion which mm -hmm. is so much stronger than yeah. than logic because it's your it's your heart over your head your head will tell you your head's probably telling you <laughs> you need to leave this is not healthy why are you staying with this person but it's mm. your heart and all that emotion that's going, yeah, I know all that. I understand. Mm. And I can, to a degree, I probably can see it. But that is, that is so small in comparison to this bond, to this tie, to the feelings that I've got for this person and the boxes that are being ticked by being with this person for me. So, yeah, I, I, I can understand how being on the outside we have this completely different perspective and it's only for women and men who are in those types of the relationships, they can truly understand what it feels like and why it's so difficult to, to walk away. Yeah, and there is, there is some logic there because there is some logic there because you know, you know that they're, they're not the right person for you. But because of that, that bond, and you, you, when you come out of it, you go, you're in, you're in a fight or flight mode. And you're like, like I talked about them being like a drug addict. You've become like a drug addict I, to them because there's a fight or flight mode feeling created by the trauma and, and in your body. And then when you, 
when you get something from them, when they when they give you something, when they show you something, that gives you that validation, and it takes away that anxiety and that that fight or flight feeling because you think you're gonna you think you're gonna get them back again because they've become like your drug dealer, your drug. And when you get your little fix off them, then then you're like, oh, thank goodness for that. I feel better now. So you, that's why there's this strong need to go back to them. But yeah, it's um. It is hard for other people to to quite grasp that. And I think because there's no physical abuse there, it's easier to say to someone, uh, oh, look, he's 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 giving me a black eye. Uh, and and someone it's not easy to say that to someone. Can't imagine that easy to some, for someone to say to someone else. But when someone else can see a visible, a visible wound, then that makes it easier for them to understand what is going on. But when it's an emotional wound, it's not quite as easy to attach the meaning to that. Mm, yeah. So we've talked a lot about um, being in the relationship. And obviously there are many women that manage to walk away, get themselves out of those relationships. What steps can the women take to start to get over their relationship so that then they can move on with their life? There's a lot of steps that you can take and I, a lot of them are educating yourself and learning about what narcissism is and recognising those flags. Acceptance is a huge part of it. So when you accept what narcissism is and that you have been a part of that and that you've been a victim of that, then you can move on from there. And finding some purpose in your life, finding some direction is really helpful. Getting the right support as well, getting the right support from people who understand what it is. And maybe from people like me, like a coach or a counselor. So someone who's, and someone who's been through it, finding someone who can really relate to what you've been through so that they can hold space and know that, that what you're talking about is that you're not that you're not a crazy person because that's what you feel a little bit like so when you find someone else who's been there you're like goodness thank goodness for this they're not going to think that I'm crazy so it's finding someone who can empathize with you and um it's say uh, that it's they're taking the the steps to self-love and taking the steps to self-care recognizing why you got in a relationship like that in the first place is really important because that will prevent you from getting into another one and because this becomes a cycle i of um of many ladies go through it where they will go through a few relationships of narcissistic with narcissistic men and or women as well because there are narcissistic women i'm just referring to men here because that's my experience but there are women as well and so it's um, so yeah, it's about uh, finding the right help, finding the right support, and taking the steps, taking action, and taking action on making the changes in your life will prevent getting into another one, and will give you that protection. I think it all boils down to like a lot of things is the self love and the self worth, getting that back, mm. getting it, yeah, getting it back because we're all born with it, we're all born with it, just experiences and and what life just erodes it away as we've grown up. So before we reach the end, what three things would you like our listeners to take away from the conversation we've had today? 
So I think one of the main things to take away is, is that um, it's not your fault. You're not to blame for what happened. Uh, actions in your life have led you to where you led you to where you are and led you to a narcissistic relationship. And it's not it's not about your worth because you are worthy no matter what. Um, educate yourself on narcissism. I think that's so important because it uh, leads to acceptance and also to prevent that cycle. And you can heal as well. You can heal from it. It is possible to heal from this and to move forward, but it is possible by looking forward rather than looking at the past all the time. So yeah, that's my three things that I would say to someone. There are probably about 30 things that I could say to someone, Maria. <laughs> We'd be here all day. <laughs> and I'd love to be here all day because I, I, it's fascinating. I just like, it's, oh, it's an amazing subject and, and the impact that it has on people's lives is just, well, it, it goes really deep. That's the thing. Mm. So finally, how can people find out more about you and the work you do? So I am on social media. So I have a podcast called One Dream, One Vision. So I have that, which I do solo episodes on. And um, I'm also going to start interviewing people soon. So I have also, I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me under Irene Strain or One Dream, One Vision. You can also find me on my Facebook group, which is free to join, and that is free from the narcissist. And also, I have just gone back on Instagram, and I'm on there under One Dream, One Vision Coaching. Lovely. Well, thanks, Irene. It has been a Thank pleasure. You. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. If you're interested in finding out how you can work with me and how I can help you, then head over to my website, www.mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me. Take care.